0: Welcome, everyone, to the Oave Torah, Daf Yom Today's Shiur is Daf Chaf Aleph. We will begin on Chaf Aleph Amun two lines down at the words Tanya Kavatei De We have a b'rita that follows up Shila. If you remember, there was a machloka between Rav Shila and Rav, who was acting as a Maturgaman, as a translator of sorts. Whether or not the word Gever, as in Hamachim, as in uh, uh, the criat gever the calling out of the gever does that mean a person or a rooster so if shila had claimed it was the rooster and rav with ravhia supporting him had said that it was a human tandekev shila we have a bright that supports rav shila Hayotzila Derech kodem gever one who sets out on the road before the calling of the gever tamov he is responsible for his own problem robisho man achishna he has to wait until the gever repeats his call. Some say you have to wait till he triples his call. What type of rooster are we talking about? With an average rooster. It seems like there's different types of roosters. And we're talking about a rooster that is not early and not late. So you see that a rooster is a tarnagal. So the bride that follows of Sheila that when the Mishnah said it, it meant a rooster. No. Okay, so we have a bright to each way. Now, We mentioned before that by the time the call of the Gevet came, the whole Azara was full of people. Once we discussed that the people is going to be full, people, the place is going to be full, we talked about the miracle that happened with it. They used to stand crowded together. So the people were standing crowded. Uh, It's hard to read about this after today's tragedy, but the people were standing very, very crowded in the Mishkan. But when they bowed down, they had plenty of room. So even though the people were so, so tight together, when they bowed down, they had plenty of room as a miracle. They were extending 11 amot past... The Kaporet. Now this is a hard thing to understand because the Yisraelim are not allowed to be they're not allowed to be on that part of the courtyard. Because the Azara has a part where the Kuhanim are doing the Avodah but they used to go around the area where the Avodah was and be in the area even behind the Kodesh Kodashim. So the Yisraelim are not allowed to go past a certain area but they are allowed to go around apparently. Well, this is my Kamar why do you have to say that they would go that far if they, if they have plenty of room? We said in, in, about the miracle that the miracle would happen that everyone was standing very, very tight, but then they bowed down they had plenty of room. So if they have room, why would they have to use that space? <speaking> even though there was so many that they were even there, they were very, very tight. <speaking> they still had plenty of room. So in other words, they, they needed the room to stand straight, but to, to, but even though they were so tight and using every inch of space, they still were able to bow down with plenty of room. This is one of the ten miracles that happened in Beth Mekdash to because we learned it in the Mishnah. There's ten nesim. Number one, there was never a woman who had a miscarriage because she smelled the meat of the of the Basala Kodish, because technically women, when they smell something and they can't get it, they could have a miscarriage. But here, even though they're smelling delicious barbecue and they couldn't eat it, they still did not have a miscarriage. Now what else? No meat ever got spoiled. Even though you could have it for two days, and sometimes two days without a refrigerator could cause in the summer spoiling, it didn't get spoiled. There was never a fly in the place where they're cutting the meat. No kohen gadol ever had any zera come out of him on Yom Kippur that would ruin it. We never found a Pesul in the Korban HaOmer that takes place on Pesach. And they never had a problem with the Shabbat HaOmer. They never had a problem with the Lecham HaOmer that they offer every Shabbat. They would, again, like we said before, they would stand up crowded and bow down with plenty of room. Nobody ever got bitten by a snake in Jerusalem. Or a scorpion. No one ever told his friend, my place where I stayed in Yerushalayim is too tight for me. It gave me too small an area to live. Every person who came to Yerushalayim was satisfied with, the, with his lodgings in Yerushalayim. Gomorrah asked the question, you said there's a list of ten. You started with eight of them that were in the Beit HaMikdash. And two of the eight are only Yerushalayim ones, which is the last two, which talks about the biting of the snake or scorpion or the room in Yerushalayim. Those are not ten miracles in the Mekdash. Those are eight and two. So you want know, you're right. Those are eight and two, but I have two more. There's two other ones in the Mekdash. Which are they? The time you learned in the Never did the rain that landed in Yerushalayim put out the fire on the mizbeach. Even on a very windy day, the fire would never move from the the smoke would never move from the mizbech. leka?" That's all. the only ten. Okay, now you got ten, but there should be more. The the broken, when you had a klichedas in the Beit HaMikdash, which would break, it would get absorbed in the ground, so nobody would step on it. The reason why they they would break a klichedas is because uh, a klichedas absorbs what you put in it, and therefore, if it absorbs part of a korban, and that korban, Uh, becomes too old, it's notar, you'd have to break it. Theoretically, you should have tons of broken, of broken kelim in the Beit HaMikdash that you can't take out. But they got absorbed in the ground by a miracle, and therefore there were no problems. When you took out the ash from the, from the, it ends up getting absorbed in the ground where it was. So therefore, we have more. So why did you say only ten? So there are three miracles that we got rid of them. The Omer, the shtehalechem, and the lechem panim that they never got dis- never got disqualified. All of those three are really that things didn't get spoiled. So those wouldn't count as one. A-pik-treh, so you take out two of them because we counted them. Heh, <coughs> excuse me, as three in the first counting. So we we again we had ten. We just added three. So we said we missed one. said They all got absorbed in the same spot. So now you take out two because we, we had three that were really one. That's taking out two. For today we're going to add these two, the two that things getting absorbed and the and the and the vessel is getting absorbed. There were also two miracles on the ground. Let's count them as one. Then you'll be short one. Meaning this Abaya and Rav Shmaya, Abaya was the one with all three things getting absorbed. Remember, we're counting that as one. And you have Rav Shmaya counting that as one. That's two, but if you count them really as one together, that you'll still be short one. You're right. They have another one. There was a big miracle. When you took it off, it was as fresh as when you put it on. Hot bread on the day you took it off the thing. So that the fact that it stayed hot, that's number 10 says, we have a two leka, there's no more, we have a Kabbalah from our fathers, the following, that the place of the Arun Kodesh was not included in this dimensions of the Kodesh Kodeshim, and it was like, it was like it was floating in the air, and it was not, it didn't actually float, but it didn't take up any space. The Kiruvim also stood with the because they also didn't take up any space. Why didn't we mention the fact that these physical things are not taking up space? This is the lo' We don't count the miracles that go on in the Kodesh Kodashim because they're in the Kodesh Kodashim and nobody could see them. lechem Also the, the lechem banim; those are miracles that happen inside of the Kodesh where no regular people could go. No, those are called outside. My If it says you're calling the Shukhan Tahor, that means it could get tamerified. How get It's a. This is a cle that's made out of wood, which is made to to stay in one spot. It can't get tamerified. I could stop from going anywhere. We learn from here the fact that we call it Tahor sounds like it could get Tameified. And technically, things can't get Tameified if they're not moved around. And we learn from here that actually the Shulchan used to get moved around in order to show the Jews that Hashem loves them and he's allowing their bread to still be hot. Now, once we move it around, so if we move it outside into the place where the Jews are standing, that makes the miracle echabanim into an outside miracle that people could see, and therefore we could count that miracle as one of the miracles. And that's why our count now is good. Because we're not counting the outer miracles. We are counting the lechem because it's an outer miracle and therefore everything's fine. Again, the same type of question. Don't you have more than 10? At the time when Shilomo built the Beit he planted many types of Fruit trees, but they're golden fruit trees. And even though the fruit trees are made out of gold, gold fruit trees generally don't make any gold fruit. Only Hashem's trees make fruit, not golden ones. But yet, Shalomos did. And when the wind would come, the fruits would fall off. And the fruit rustle, rustle off the trees in the Bet Mekdash. When the Goyim came into the Echa, these golden trees, which are artificial, dried up. As Basuk says, that this flower of Lebanon was destroyed. One day Hashem is going to bring us back these golden trees. It'll blossom abundantly and will rejoice, even with the joyous and glad song. The glory of the Lebanon of Bet Magdash was given to her. So since we see that there was this tremendous miracle over here, and the miracle was done seemingly outside, why is this miracle not mentioned in the ten that we said? says the Gemara. No, the ten that we're talking about are particular ones. And he said the kabai loka kahashiv. If you have a miracle on something that's fixed in the Bet McDash and doesn't move, like the trees that are stuck there, they're in the ground, they don't count. We're only counting ones that that happen all the time he said the Also, Arun Kravim, why are you counting them? Once we're saying that, we could also get rid of the Arun Kravim. And we don't have to say that Arun Kravim are disqualified from the list because they're inside. We could say that they're disqualified also because they're things that are there and they do never move. Mor, we mentioned before the Ashana Marakah, we said the, the smoke of the Maracha. We, we mentioned before about the smoke of the Maracha, we said that the smoke of the Ma'aracha, we said that even all the winds of the world would come, it wouldn't move, even if you had a hurricane, it wouldn't move. We said, was there really smoke coming out of the Ma'aracha? There was a malachah as a pile of wood that's burning on the didn't, We learned in the There were five things that mentioned about the esh. It would crouch like a lion. We're not talking about the regular smoke that comes from the mzbech. But there was smoke that came, uh, there was a, a fire that came from Shamayim, and it was crouched like a lion it was clear like the sun and had something you could touch it it was something that you could uh you could touch it would it would, it would uh, be able to consume moist or dry things it wouldn't have any smoke so it was a special type of fire it's able to do a lot of things but it looked like a and it looked like a lying, but the point is that it didn't have any smoke, so why are we saying that all the smoke, all the winds in the world could have move, it doesn't have any smoke at all, says when we said that it has smoke, that wouldn't move, that's referring to regular, regular smoke on Muzbach, not the, the special one for shemaim. the tiny we learned do don't put fire on Even though the, the fire came down from Shemaim, it's a mitzvah to bring regular ones, and therefore there was a regular one, and that one did have smoke. Only the one for Shemaim didn't have smoke. You said that the fire of Shemayim is like a lion. We saw it look like a dog, not like a lion. And is testifying that it didn't look like a lion. So why is the fire of Shemayim described like a lion? In the first, it looked like a lion. In the second, the fire from Shemayim looked like a dog. Asked the Gemara, "Umdashanimi Hava?" Wasn't even there at all during the second bit of Mekdash. Gemara of Shmuel about Ina. Shmuel about Ina says, "My dichtiv al tzaabov What does it say? The al tzaabov ba Amar Hashem says, "I will enjoy it and I will be honored." Says Hashem. It is the basuk that's in Hagai? It says without a hay. We read it with a hay. Why is it missing a hay? These are the five things that were in the first Beth and were in the second Beth So we are missing a hay. The hay missing is indicative that there's going to be five missing miracles when they built the second version of "vekabdabo." Was missing these five miracles without a hey. If Elohim, what are the five? Aron, there was no Aron. Kapor, there was no Kaporit, which is a cover for Aron. Kirubim, there's no Kirubim, the, the angels on top of the, the. the golden angel on top of the Kaporit. Esh, there's no fire from Shemaim. Ishkina, no Shechina. Ruach HaKodesh, no Ruach HaKodesh there. There wasn't any Nibiyut. And also, me uh, there's no me in the khoshen. so you see there's no fire so why are you saying it's like a dog not like a lion there wasn't there at all I mean it was there and it did look like a dog and when we said it wasn't there, we meant that it didn't help to burn the korbanot. You had to burn them yourself. In the first Beit Mikdash, this fire from Shemayim helped the korbanot. There was one in the second Mikdash, but it didn't help the korbanot. Tanah We learned to the Braitha. Shesh eshot, and There's six types of fire. Yesh ochel v'enoshote. Some fires, they can consume things if they're, the things are Dry but it can't consume liquids. Yes, some can drink, consume liquids, but doesn't eat. Yes, there's some that can eat and drink. Some can eat uh, moist things as, as well as they do dry things. Yes, sometimes fire pushes away fire. Yes, sometimes fire consumes fire. Let's explain each one. Yes, some can eat and not drink. that? That's our fire that it eats. means if you put uh, a, a solid there, it'll consume it. doesn't drink because if you put liquid, it'll put it out. What does it mean that there's such a thing as a fire that could drink and not eat? It's not referring to actual fire. That's to referring to a fever that a person has when he's sick. That fever causes you to want to drink. It's like it's drinking your, your, your body moisture, but it doesn't want you to eat because you don't end up hungry when you have a fever. So, referring to when we said fire, we don't mean actual fire always. Sometimes it could mean a fire like phenomena. can eat and drink. Let's talk about Eliyahu when Navi was Harkamil and he was challenging the Nabi'im of the Baal to a showdown whose Korban will be accepted, he didn't want anyone to say that he his was accepted because it was more flammable. So he specifically poured many, many rounds of barrels of water on back to make it soaked. And the pasuk says, Not only did it consume the, the mezbeach and the korban, it also consumed the water around it. And therefore you see that there is some fire, the Eliyahu fire, that can actually not get put out, but actually uh, consume water. Which one could eat meaning could consume dry and moist things. That's the Malachah that we spoke about. Yesh Eshtochesh, what ash could combat fire, or actually push away fire. That's Gabriel. When we know when Gabriel has a fire, it says that when Nebuchadnezzar put Azariah into the fire, we had this before, so when Hashem wanted to save them, uh, the angel of water was going to put out the fire, and Gavriel said the way you can you could strengthen the miracle is instead of using the fact that something normal by having the water put out the fire, I'll ha- I'll have the angel of fire, which is a fire, go into the fire and repel the the heat of the fire, and therefore Gavriel walked around in the fire with Chananiah, mashallah and and was able to save them from the fire. So therefore, we see that Gavriel's fire actually combats fire and cools it off. Hashem's fire consumes fire because it says that even though the angels are fire, Hashem burnt them with His finger and that's the Shekhinah burning fire. Fire burning fire. Okay. Okay. Now we are at the words. The last one line, call it's about twelve lines from the end of the parak. We said that if you have all the winds in the world, they cannot push away the smoke of the Beit Hamikdash of the Dimi everyone would look at the smoke of the maracha. right the poor people were happy and the people who were wealthy were upset because that meant there's going to be a lot of rain and there's not going to be and therefore it could cause that the fruits will rot because if there's too much moisture too much humidity it'll rot and that would make the prices go down because people want to sell quickly Now, if it went to the south Anim would be upset and then they'll be happy they wouldn't have so much rain and therefore it would not cause them to rot, it would last longer, and if the fruits last longer, they'll make more profits. If it went to the east, everyone's happy, because if it goes to the east, it's exactly enough, it's not going to ruin everything, it'll be reasonable. If it goes to the west, everyone's nervous, because if it goes to the west, it could lead to a famine, and that could be a problem. So you see that there was smoke, and it is moving in the wind because everyone's looking at it to analyze which way it's going. So how can you say that it didn't move? We see that it didn't move. We meant that it'll move. Yes, it moves, but it doesn't get spread out. Normally it'll spread out here, it'll move as if it's uh, as if you're talking about a long um, a long flag that'll move like a flag, but it stays together. And that's what we meant. Says the Gemara. Aman Mor, we learned. We mentioned before. If it was to the east, everyone was happy. If it was to the west, everyone was upset. But you mean, I have a contradiction? It says, if it the east is always good. The west is always bad. A northern wind is good for the, for the wheat once they are a third grown. And a north wind is bad for the olive trees that are still growing. It's bad for the, bad for the wheat once it's a third grown. It's good for the, for the olives when they are blossoming. And some say, the way we remember it, which one's which, is that the Shulchan is in the north and the Minora is in the south. The, the Shulchan, which is in the north, is good for itself. And the Minora is good for itself, which means Shulchan has the bread. And we're not as the oil. So, therefore, if the north is good for the wheat, and the south is good for the olives. But you see that the east and the west are different. Says the Gemara, kasha, Halan, Haluhu, one to the people in Babel, and one is for the people. In which means, like Rashi says, if it's from the east, that's for the people of Babel, it's good. She That's a very, very wet place because it has a lot of rivers. So the west wind, the east, the east wind is good for for the people of Bavel and bad for the people of Eritzel. This is the end of Shabbat Yomim. We'll come back to it in the future. Tomorrow we'll start Perek Bet of Yomah. Baruch Adnaydi Olam. Amen. Amen.